1: The Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl
2: Dawson. Welcome here uh, to the show with Jen Groover. She's entrepreneur and branding expert, and we're really excited to have her today. With the job market uh, continuing to be challenging for so many job seekers, today's guest presents a unique perspective on entrepreneurship and branding to help you gain control of your career and destiny. Whether you are at a plateau in your job, seeking a new challenge, frustrated with the status quo, or considering a career change, Jen will uh, share with us insights on moving forward and creating your own destiny. Let me just share a little bit about uh, Jen's background. Jen Groover is a brand strategist, columnist, entrepreneur, and small business advocate. She became nationally known after developing the Butler Bag, a unique handbag that keeps busy women organized. She has created Launchers Cafe, a website to help entrepreneurs get started in business. Jen has appeared on television and has been featured in many publications. And in December of this year, she's publishing her book, What If and Why Not, as well as launching a show on QVC featuring many of the products that she's invented. Among other awards, Jen received the Momentum Award, um, recognizing her as one of the best and brightest women in business. Well, welcome, Jen.
3: Well, thank you for having me.
2: We're delighted that you're on the show today. Tell us how you got your start in business.
3: Well, you know, right out of college, I was in business. I was in the fitness industry, though, which is very different than where where I am today. But I was a partner in a gym in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, We did a personal training, and um, I owned an aerobic studio within that as well called The Groove Shop, and then also did corporate uh, lifestyle management programs as well for a lot of the big corporations in Wilmington, Delaware, Uh, DuPont um, being one of them, MB&A, and then um was a national level fitness competitor. I did the US National Aerobic Championships, um, the Galaxy Fitness Competition and um, that's really where I got the beginning of that entrepreneurial spirit. Um going back, I always knew I wanted to be a business for myself and I you know, joke but I I guess in all death or seriousness that I always had trouble with someone telling me that I could only grow as fast as they said I could grow, and she <laughs> reviewed when they wanted to review me, because I do everything I do a thousand percent. So um, I, I knew going into business for myself was really the only way that it was going to make me happy.
2: Well, it sounds like you have tremendous energy, and I know that you uh, do a lot of appearances on television and, and of course, radio and other um, media outlooks. How did you gain recognition as an expert in business and branding?
3: Well, after I was in the fitness industry, I my business evolved. I'd gotten ill at the age of 27 from overtraining and overworking uh, for too long of a period of time without really resting and recovering in between. And um, I, I realized at that time my true talent was identifying new opportunities and helping other people launch their companies. That was my passion, really. And coming up with creative ideas was a true gift for me, so I started helping other people start their companies. A lot of women that were clients of mine in the fitness industry would come to me and say, you started a business right out. College, please teach me how to do it. So I would and i had helped launch um, dozens and dozens of companies. And um, then when I launched the Butler Bag Company I really set goals and milestones for myself to really set the company apart. I wanted a certain amount of revenue within the first year. I wanted a certain amount of stores. I wanted a licensing deal. I wanted Certain press recognition, like Oprah Magazine, and a Best of Award in the first year, and so once you have accomplished those certain milestones, especially uh, when they're atypical, and you're doing it at a more rapid pace, and you're also having all the background that I already had in business, it allows me to go out towards the media and say, you know, at first it's an evolution in the media. At first. The media would recognize me for my story, for the butler bag story and the inspiration of how it came to be. And then they would start to come back and say, So give us some of your business advice. What did you learn along the way? So the next thing you know, your next relationship, your next level of relationship with the media, I was giving advice. And then it really puts you in a position if you're consistent and you follow through every time and the media likes you, that you then become seen as an expert on these different topics. And um, I, you know, my track record in business is is definitely my credibility factor, and allows me to say confidently to the world and the media to say, Well, we use this woman as an expert because she is. she's accomplished all of these things. she's worn all of these hats in business, and that allows her to come here and actually speak and And then I also contribute, as you mentioned, to the Huffington post and um, so once you become a writer on those topics, obviously you're you're seeing. Uh, more legitimized as a uh, person as well, but, you know, in terms of a piece of business advice for anyone that's listening, I wanted to come out and be, you know, out of the gate and be a business expert to the media. But what I knew had to happen was that I had to get media training and I had to learn Quickly, everything that you're supposed to need to, to know to be successful in working with the media. And a lot of people, when they want to launch a company and talk about their brands on television, they don't invest in that part of themselves. And it, it's, it's crucial that you do. It's crucial that you learn all of these aspects of media training how to speak in sound bites, how to spin the media, how to do all of these things that make you Uh, recognizable that make you stand out to producers and also make the viewers want to have you back and watch you more.
2: I think that's really good advice, uh, Jen, and and your story is very intriguing and obviously, as you say, sets the track record. Uh, Share with us um, if you do perceive any difference between pitching yourself, that is like someone looking for a job and their skills and their competencies, versus versus, excuse me, pitching a company? You You know, there,
3: there are some differences, but I'd say it's way more similar than what most people think. Pitching is really about knowing how to confidently execute and convey who you are in a captivating way to gain somebody's attention enough that they're actually going to listen to the words coming out of your mouth. And um, whether it's you're pitching yourself for a job, or you're pitching your company to get a new account, it's really the same formula. It's really about selling people on the fact why you are the best. And if you're a spokesperson for another company, you're you're selling yourself as that spokesperson for that company. Why your company is the best and what the tools are. So usually the the formula is approached, as I just suggested, but also with a problem solution, too. It's really identifying what the consumer needs. So the consumer could be a potential new employer or the consumer could be a new account for you in your company. What do they need? And how are you going to provide it better than anybody else? But that message needs to be conveyed in short, sweet, concise sound bites. And what sound bites are is a string of words that convey a message without getting too wordy, without having too many details, without having too much backstory, because when you're doing that when you have uh, too much word or detail, you start to lose somebody when you need to reel them in the most, and so um, if you pitch yourself properly in any of these circumstances, you will present you will present it and position yourself so that the person sitting across from you starts asking you for details. And once they give you permission to give the details, then it becomes appropriate. Then they're willing to engage in that level of conversation with you. And
4: this is exactly the advice we give our clients uh, when they read Job Search and control System. In our seminars, we essentially go through the 10 steps in our process and our clients learn exactly what you're saying, but they're working from their resume and they're working from accomplishment statements and they're selling the interviewer on how they can impact the bottom line, how much they can make and save the company. Um, that's essentially what you're saying, correct?
3: Absolutely. It, it's exactly what I'm saying. And not only that, but, but people need to realize when they're pitching themselves that it's a presentation. It's a, it's a performance. And that is why I said, to go back to what I said originally about media training, even a lot of people I know who are very successful in in business have gone to improv training, they've gone to uh, theater training, not because they ever expect to be on stage ever in their life, but they know that life is a performance. And it absolutely is, and I encourage everybody, no matter where you are, if you want to be better, to constantly evolve and grow. And one of the things that you need to do is recognize that you're a walking billboard of your own personal brand, whether you work for a company or you work for yourself. It's irrelevant. You are still your own personal brand. So approach your life as you would approach if you were Nike, wanting to constantly elevate your brand in all the eyes of all the consumers. And that's how you need to be presenting yourself every day. Invest in your brand. And investing in your brand means doing everything you can to make your brand stand out more, execute more thoroughly, and follow through every time you execute.
2: Yes, and we, we talk, too, about being free agents uh, in the total system. And whether you're going to be presenting yourself as an employee, potential employee, or if you're a part of the contingency workplace You are the best person to promote yourself, and nobody knows you better than you do. And if you can, uh, as you say, um, uh, Jen, figure out those areas that are most appealing for the particular area that you're uh, targeting or the opportunity that you're going after, as you say, figuring out what the needs are, then you can tell your story in a way that's compelling and show how you could be the solution for whatever that need might be.
3: Absolutely. This is, it's all about, all about storytelling. Storytelling is what you need to be doing when you pitch yourself. In that sense of, you know, I'm going to use QVC as a great example because I have such history in, on air with them. And what they t- teach us in their media training, which is the, the most highly regarded media training in the media industry, is it's all about storytelling. Don't, sell somebody, tell them the story, tell them the inspiration, tell them the problem and the solution and how you're going to provide it to them in a way that is telling a story, not selling. If you feel like you're selling, then you're doing the wrong thing, then you're conveying your message in the wrong way. Storytelling allows people to feel like they're not being, their space in their, their space, whether it's in an office or in a boardroom or in a lecture hall is not being invaded, however being engaged in. And you always want to engage people in, not, not invade their space, not take over. Even it goes as far on, on television, when you're on television, to not look directly at a camera, because if you look directly at a camera, the person on the other side of the camera can see you as trying to sell them on something, versus if you talk to the person next to you who's interviewing you. And there's also those types of uh, little nuances that you can learn in public speaking and in pitching that really can help you in every aspect of your life.
2: Well, that's that's really great. We're coming up on a break here, but when we get back, Jen, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit more about the difference between self-promotion and uh, what you're talking about of branding yourself. Okay. We'll be right back. Great.
5: earn a better job,
1: for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One Total System user shared,
5: this is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com
1: and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the Total Career Success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson. And check out our online store for products relating to the book and Total Career Success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com total career success, better job, better pay, better life.
4: Best. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson.
2: Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. (laughs) Hey, Julie. Hi, Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah?
4: You're a total freak. God, you're ugly and dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows, the whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. <clears throat> he says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit.
5: If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome back, Ken and it's Austin here with Jen Groover. She's an entrepreneur and branding expert, and we're covering some really great ground here, Jen, on how you can promote your brand. And one of the questions that I think a lot of people ask is, you know, where do you draw the line between over-promoting and um, presenting your brand in a in a uh, compelling way?
3: Well, I think it really begins with um, self-promotion Most people perceive that as a negative word. Um, Anyone who owns a business, anyone who is trying to get to a next place has to promote something. It's about the way that you approach it. And once again, being in a non-obtrusive way and being in a way of really presenting yourself as grateful and appreciative. And I think that's really where it starts. Having humbleness at the same time you're talking about what your accomplishments are or what your goals are. And it's really actually talking more about what your goals are, what your passion is, than it is about what you've accomplished. And um, it's really about allowing people to have a open conversation with you. It's not just, I think social media is such a great example of this. Um, I see a lot of people on social media try and get into the, the promotion side of the game. And they're always constantly promoting themselves. But they never promote anybody else. They never are opening themselves up for questions. They never answer other people back. That is the wrong way to approach it. If you're going to use social media, for example, as a way to promote your brand, know that in that space to open yourself up to communicate. It's a two-way street in all forms. If you're at a networking event, the same rule applies. You don't want to just sit and talk about your business the whole time, but you want to find out what other people do and say, how can we work together? How can I help you? So I think when you approach speaking about yourself or your brand in a way that's very humble and a way that's very appreciative, people do not see it as a self-promotion way, but simply talking about what your company is and how we all together can get to the next level.
2: I think that's really excellent, and those are some of the same points that we make throughout our uh, total system where we're talking about networking and the part, and the important point of giving back or giving information that someone else can use or helping them with a problem or issue that they might have. And in turn, they're going to want to, the reciprocity, they're going to want to help you as well. Absolutely.
3: It really, it's a two way street and it, it's, you gain, what most people don't realize is you gain when you give. And so if you can approach re- new relationships and opportunities of elevating your business in a way that's about how can I help other people first, you will see that your efforts are that much more rewarded. And don't go in it with that mindset of how what can I do for somebody else to get more out of it. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely, authentically go into it. You will feel so much more fulfilled as a as a person if you go in it that way. And that's what we're all doing this for. I mean, we're all trying to live our lives, I believe, in a way that we're feeling more fulfilled and happy every day. So if you take on that approach of, I'm going to go out in the world and see how I can help other people, you'll find that you'll be so fulfilled in return, but also things will start working out for you in, your, in terms of what your goals are.
2: I'm totally, I'm totally in sync with what you're saying, Jen. You know, a lot of people are seeking an alternative to employment because of the job market right now. And starting a business is one of those ways. Why do you think it's a good time to start a business right now?
3: Well, there's a lot of reasons. And if you look back historically, a lot of innovation comes from a lot of innovative companies, and products come from times of recession and tough times. Creativity comes from tough times because you're trying to make something better. you're trying to come up you're you're pushed against the wall to come up with new solutions, and that allows for new opportunity to emerge and new markets to emerge people have changed since the recession started consumers have changed their expectations have changed in a lot of different ways it's not just about they want lower costs but just what the value of life is to them has changed therefore people change new markets evolve and so from that standpoint that the saying innovation is a mother or mother uh, innovation is a mother of necessity. It, it's true. It's because necessity brings out a, a part of you that really has to figure out a solution to a problem. And with that being said, a more of the technical side of things, right now everything is negotiable. People are looking to have new business opportunities. So. To go and try and hire somebody to work for you, whether it's an employee or whether it is a vendor of some sort or whether it's to get a new manufacturer on board, you have more leverage now than ever. It's the same like with real estate. It's a buyer's market or it's a seller's market. Right now it is a buyer's market. So if you're going out to buy new partnerships and opportunities for your business, you can negotiate just about everything. Technology has really expedited the process in which we can get started in business and also the cost in which we can get started in business. Before, to you know, a decade ago, to get business cards, you'd have to go to your local printer. You'd have, first have to hire a graphic designer. Then you would have to go to your local printer, and it would be a lot more expensive. Where now, if you're getting started and you don't need anything super fancy, you can go online to vistaprints.com or 123prints.com and get hundreds and hundreds of cards for under $10. Or you can go to GoDaddy.com and get a domain and start your website right there within the technology built into the GoDaddy site to be your support of your site. Uh, PayPal allows for e-commerce accounts to be set up overnight. So all this technology has really also helped allow people to start companies and run virtual companies where you don't need as much overhead and big office space like we used to need.
2: I totally agree with that, and there are some innovative ways that you can fit these technologies together to give you a start really fast, Uh, but ultimately, you're going to have relationships with people that are going to help you to get your first client or your first uh, piece of business, so never forget that the, the, the people you know in your network can be very instrumental in helping you get that first start. You mentioned uh, negotiating with vendors, uh, Jen. What are some creative ways that you've negotiated with vendors to help you start some of your new ventures? Well, to capitalize on what you
3: just said to introduce this uh, question was about your network, your network is your net worth. Always remember that. That is the most important and most valuable lesson you can remember. You can learn all the logistics. You can learn all the operations. But the people you surround yourself with on your journey, are the mo- that is the most important business lesson I can give anybody. And it's okay to continue to evolve and constantly be networking. You have to be constantly evolving and networking. And you also want to surround yourself by people that are smarter than you, the people that are more successful than you, the people that you want to be like. You don't necessarily want to be. And I know from a comfort zone, people like this, People like to be the smart one in the crowd. People like to be the one that people come to for help and advice. While that helps build your self-esteem and your ego, it does not really help you that much get ahead. The people that are going to get help you get further in where you are from today are the people that are smarter than you and have already accomplished what you want to accomplish. So really always remember, first and foremost, why it's so important to get out there and network and, and meet new people. Your network is your network your net worth. Um, how can you negotiate with vendors and bring new people into your company? You can give them profit share into to your company. You can create a system where they might be a partner in your company. So you, you also need to go out and get bids from other companies and compare the bids. And you might even go back to somebody and say, hey, listen, yours was the highest, but I liked you the most. So let's find a medium ground. I might not, You might not take the lowest bid from me, but maybe we can find something in the middle that we'll both be happy with. People are willing to talk right now. It, it, you know, five years ago, people were not willing to talk because they were so busy and they had so much going on that they really didn't care about going above and beyond. Um, one of the beautiful things that have really come of this time is the rebirth of awareness of how important customer service is. And how important working with your customers is to create a long-term relationship so they're not jumping ship the second something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's really important to know that each and every person is willing to engage in a conversation now. And if they're not, they're probably not going to be in business that much longer because this is the time that if a company is going to survive, they're going to survive through their ability to service their customer.
4: And one of the things we talk about in the book is the importance of... uh... Our clients working harder, smarter, longer, and that is exactly what gives them a head up uh, heads up over the competition. And we talk about uh, the importance of being as excellent and outstanding as you can be, and that's just what the total system is all about. This is really what you're suggesting, true?
3: Absolutely. Well, you know, it's really about allowing yourself, like you just said, to be the best at what you do, and surround yourself by other people who know more or who complement your weaknesses. It's okay to acknowledge you have weaknesses. We all do. Um, entrepreneurs especially take on that lone entrepreneur mentality, like I need to do it all. I need to own it all 100%. I always say to people, especially ones getting started, or the ones who have been in business for three years and they kind of still are where they have been for the past three years, 100% of $100 is still $100. But 20%? of $100,000 or $100 million is a heck of a lot more than 100%. So if you can only get yourself so far with 100% of your skill set, you're still going to be cutting yourself short. So a lot of people underestimate the value of partnerships and joint ventures. I have a partner in all of my businesses who literally is the yin of my yang. In that term, I mean I am the one who is the bigger picture thinker I'm the one who loves to be out there networking and in the media and the branding side of business and creating the ideas. But the details, I'm not the detail person. Uh, When we
2: come back, we're going to learn more of these great tips, so don't go away.
5: earn a better job, for better
1: pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One Total System user shared,
5: this is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com
1: and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the Total Career Success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson. And check out our online store for products relating to the book and Total Career Success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com Total Career success better job better pay better life
5: an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly
4: huh Hey guys, that's a personal foul. Inactive activity on a sunny day.
5: Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush.
4: Players don't get lazy penalties. Let's play.
5: Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and played. They did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed.
4: Hey, kids, don't get a lazy penalty.
5: Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be
1: a player.
5: Do you want to know what's really going
1: on these days? Well, capital thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to TCSONAIR at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome back. Ken and Austin here with Jen Groover, and we're learning some great tips on how you can be successful, whether it's in your own business or whether you're working for someone else. And I really liked what you were saying, Jen, about surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you are. I mean, how can you learn unless you go to the people who know?
3: Absolutely. And just sit at their feet and learn as much as you can from them. Absorb. Learn to be a good listener. And often we feel like we need to... Talk more to let people know that we know something, whatever it is that you need to, to let people know that you know. But really, the smarter approach is when you're around these people to learn how to become an amazing listener
2: and ask the right questions. Yes, and then also be willing to share when someone uh, expresses a need or when you sense that you have some information that could value uh, be valuable to them. Right. And Absolutely. Then it the That's real, about... true. Give and take.
3: Uh, yes being the person that's willing to also give back. I actually um, have this little barter system going on with uh, the universe and I, whenever I come up against a problem and I just feel like I have a wall to climb, I always say, okay, if you get me through this, I promise to take this knowledge and share it with everybody else so they don't have to make the same mistakes or go through the same torture that I'm going through at this moment. So uh, you always want to have a mentor, and you always want to be a mentor.
4: Absolutely. And our audience is made up of um, a wide variety of people. Would you uh, differentiate what you're saying uh, between uh, boomers, Gen yers and Gen Xers, please?
2: Differentiate. For the right. different generations, is the is approach a little different for some of the younger generations versus the, those who've been around a little longer?
3: Right, well, I would say the biggest difference is technology and how uh, a younger generation uses technology to communicate and network as a very um, casual and normal extension of who they are and how they live where um, but you know a surprising factor is Twitter is actually the biggest demographic is forty five to sixty, so a lot of people think that uh The boomer generation is not the generation that's uh, using technology as much to network or build their brands. And I would have to differ from that statistic alone. And then there's also a new commercial I just saw uh, promoting one of the new, uh, one of the phone companies for a new product that they have. And the funny part about it is their children are saying, Mom, stop putting my status updates, I love you, on my wall on Facebook. And, Dad, are you Twittering? Everyone doesn't need to know what you're doing every second. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was hilarious because, you know, we really do assume that it's only the younger generations that are using uh, social media and technology, but really it's everybody. And maybe they're just using it differently in their style.
2: But I think it takes it. maybe a little longer to adapt, but uh, as part of the boomer generation myself, Jen, uh, I'm finally catching on, you know, and I'm realizing uh, how it's helping to generate my network and to advance my network and connect me with people maybe I had not connected with in a while and be able to reach people that uh, in the past that I've not been able to reach. So it is a tremendous boon to advancing your network and, and also... You can still be very personal in your approach to the social media. Some people have this, uh, I think, um, wrong idea that that it can't be personal just because it's through technology.
3: Oh, it can be extremely personal. I have some of my dearest and fondest friends and business colleagues I've connected with through social media. It's the same way life works. It's the six degrees. You know, you meet somebody on Facebook because... They're a, fr- a mutual friend you have a mutual friend in common, and possibly a very similar career in common, so you connect and next thing you know, you guys are talking then more than the person that you had originally in common with each other. It's the same way life happens, and the same way you meet people in life and um similar similar goals, similar ambitions, similar companies it, it, similar hobbies. All draws people together. It can be very personal. As a matter of fact, it should be. It should be very authentic and, and transparent as well. And not in oversharing things that um, are not meant to be shared, but in just being genuine in how you communicate with people. And know also, every status update that you do is a reflection of your personal brand. And Jen, once it goes out there, that? it's out there forever.
4: Jen, how are you finding the job market? Uh, Our audience is primarily interested in uh, tips you have on helping them um, get a job, uh, any specific tips you can help them with in terms of uh, finding a better job, better pay, better life.
3: Well, I think the first thing is to realize your skill set. You know, uh, one of the things that I see so commonly, and, and it's unfortunate, is that people always identify themselves by their last job title you are not a job title. You are not a job title. <laughs> I, I can't say that enough until somebody can really understand what I mean by that, is that you are an a, a accumulation of all of your experiences and skill sets that you can bring to the table. So if you keep identifying yourself and pigeonholing yourself as what your last job title was, you might not get another job. And, you know, I said a lot of new market spaces open up. Well, also, a lot have, have changed and will never come back again. And I was speaking at a media bistro event a few weeks ago, and um, it was the majority of people were from the media. And publishing has changed, obviously. The media has changed. Reporting has changed. A lot of these people keep trying to get the same job that they had, but those jobs are now eliminated, and they might not be coming back. But if you position yourself by who you are in the accumulation of your skill sets and use those skill sets to sell or convey how you can help, how you can be the solution to a problem that somebody has, then that will make you more valuable. And also staying relevant with everything that is going on in the world. And being knowing a little bit about a lot helps, too, but... You know, right out of college, my degree was in education, and I went for a sales and marketing job. And I remember the man across the desk from me in the interview said, you realize you're coming for a sales and marketing job, right? And I said, "Yes." Yeah. And he said, well, your degree is in education and psychology. How, what would make you, why, you should have gone to school for sales and marketing if that's what you wanted. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I thought, I like that you're laughing. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, well, I did. Because if you think about it, being a teacher is about putting together a plan and selling your plan to a diverse audience all day, every day. It's about storytelling and engaging and selling them on your ideas and your beliefs and your philosophies and what you know all day, every day. And you're dealing with children and you're dealing with adults. As, as diverse as the, the background can come, and then also, putting a plan together for a unit or a lesson plan is just like putting a business plan together or a sales plan together. And psychology actually helps me in understanding human behavior, which is, has to do with everything that we're talking about right now. <laughs>
2: what a great answer.
3: Well,
2: Well, you know, we talk with our clients all the time about the importance of transferable skills and to think about your skills in ways that they can apply to lots of different environments. It might be a different, um, uh, it might be a sub-industry difference. Uh, It might be a totally uh, new career that they have to retool for because, as you said, so much is changing in the marketplace. We see, for instance, the you know the the huge changes that are going on in the automobile and manufacturing um industries now and people have to think about okay what are the skills that that I've really honed and where else can those be used where can I you know add value to another environment
3: absolutely i don't think people understand enough how important that is to do that and and going back to the pitching so how I said that to that man in the interview was with confidence and conciseness, and you have to be willing to walk into a job interview and know that there might be an objection, that you maybe you're coming from a completely in different industry, but you do have transferable skills, and it could make you an even more valuable asset because of that and because that you're, you have not been in that industry long enough that you have a different perspective. I always say, in many ways, ignorance is bliss. When I launched in the handbag industry, the Butler Red Company, I knew nothing about the fashion industry. I knew nothing about the accessories. And it allowed me to do everything differently and not follow the path that everybody else is following, which made me a very valuable asset to the fashion industry.
2: Right. You bring a lot of creative ideas and new ideas that can make a difference in their success.
5: When we get back, we've got another segment to go, so stay tuned. News, opinion, Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com earn a better job, for better
1: pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One Total System user shared,
5: this is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com
1: and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson. And check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com total career success better job better
0: pay better life
3: and now a weather update winds out of the south southeast at nine miles an hour citizens
0: of america this is a message from feedthepig.org. do not be alarmed we are here to help you save yourself according to public records americans spent more money than they earned in 2005 this is the first negative savings rate in the u.s since the great depression america we must change our behavior We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction. We must start a movement. Join us at feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to feedthepig.org today.
3: And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American
2: Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Self leadership is more important than corporate leadership. In the hustle and bustle world we live in, we need to be reminded that in all failures and successes, we are the common denominators. Each week, let Daniel Gutierrez help bring you the tools you need to manage self leadership, resulting in self success. Make your mark in your industry. Make sure you listen to Right Here, Right Now, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome back. Kenneth Gerald Austin here, and we're chatting with uh, Jan Groover, and she's got some tremendous ideas for helping you be successful in your life and in your career. And it really does come down to value. Earlier in the show, Jan, you talked about uh, the fact that our network, in many ways, is our net worth. But also we need to always be looking at the way we can add value to help another person. And one of the concepts that we like to talk about a lot um, is being a one-percenter. And, Ken, maybe you'd like to share a little bit from, from your perspective.
4: Sure. And um, what we talk about in Job Search and Total assistant is the importance of people standing out when they are looking for a job. And, again, we've talked an awful lot about that. But the key point that we make is that a person who truly is willing to work harder, smarter, longer, and be the very best that they can be are those individuals who – either have been or are certainly going to be or willing to be, excellent and outstanding. The key point about that is that people who are hitting the bricks, being laid off in companies, are typically those that are below average, average, sometimes even above average, but don't really take time to assess their performance. What we talk about is setting your goals, identifying your performance characteristics, and identifying all of that not only in your resume, but in your references. And when you're sitting nose-to-nose and toes-to-toes with that interviewer, you are head and shoulders over the competition. And the key point psychologically is that the interviewer is sitting there listening to you talk, and he or she is saying, wow, this person is as powerful as anybody I've ever seen. Not only am I going to have to increase the title, but the level of compensation that I'm going to have to pay this person. And this is simply going on in the individual's head and we teach our clients to assess that and take that to the next level. And this is all based upon uh, two very critical concepts. One is called linkage and one is called psychological leverage and it works like a charm. Absolutely, it does.
3: Um, Understanding Human behavior, understanding how people think really helps give you an advantage of how you can relate and interact with other people and essentially get what you need out of of the relationship and I don't mean that in a a negative, um, ulterior motive kind of way but in every relationship people have needs or they have goals of that relationship and especially if you're going for a job interview, the employer wants the skill sets that are needed to come to the table and the employee or potential employee wants the job and wants to be paid appropriately and wants to be able to um, be fulfilled in the work that they're doing. So understanding that and um, communicating that and being able to tell by somebody else's behavior, how they're speaking and how they are probably thinking um, without speaking is really an important uh, trait or skill to bring into any type of situation, whether it's a pitch meeting at work or whether it's pitching yourself for a new job to a new employer. It, it really doesn't matter. Having that, working on that on within yourself will only make you a more valuable asset to yourself and to everybody else around you. But
4: in addition to what I was saying a minute ago, the client that we teach is identifying a company, identifying a specific position within a company, even identifying a target um, industry, but doing the homework, doing the research so that they are totally prepared coming into the interview and know the interview backwards, forwards, and upside down. And psychologically, they are already certain they will be offered the position. The question is, what position will they be offered
3: Right.
2: And it's just its
4: the most magical thing you've ever seen in your life. And we've done it with tens of thousands of clients over the years.
2: In a sense, it's really going against the current. Often people will, when especially when the market's negative like we've seen and so many jobs are going away, they say, well, you know, they want to give up. And that that's the mentality that will defeat you, not the fact that you lost your job, not the fact that your segment of the industry might go be going away, but that you haven't looked at, okay, what is my core value? How how can I build that up if I need more education or more skills or if I need to get closer to some of those smarter people we were talking about earlier and begin to look at finding a new niche for the value that you can bring, whether it's to an employer or starting a business of your own.
3: Right. It's, it's really You're also asking people in many ways to use the power of positive visualization and I can attest and anyone that I know who's successful will attest how powerful positive visualization is too. Now, you, one of the fundamental things that you're saying here is you need to be prepared too. So it's when preparation meets opportunity mm. and and then also thinking about the everything that can go right situation really allows you to detra- attract the right things versus the wrong things. And, um, you know, whether whatever your belief system is, that power of positive, positive visualization allows you the ability to attract what you want more so than what you
2: don't want.
3: And um, it, being prepared allows you to feel
2: confident when you're walking in the room. And in fact, in our cycle of success, the other element can mention two of them: the linkage and psychological leverage is positive thinking and and positive expectations of success. And as you mentioned during the break, Jen, taking a negative and turning it into a positive. And I like your upcoming title, What If and Why Not? How does that philosophy play into what we're talking about here?
3: Well, it plays directly (laughs) into what we are just talking about. Um, When I was launching the Butler Bag Company, I mentioned earlier, I knew nothing about the fashion industry. And um, I really just, approached it with such a passion and a sense of possibilities everywhere and everyone in the industry that had been in the industry for decades basically said to me you can't do this you can't do that this won't work that won't work and i finally and i kept defending why why it would work which only prompts somebody else to defend their point of view because now it's about well i'm right and this is why i am right and so it becomes a defensive exchange of communication well, finally, I was at a, t- a table with somebody who is potentially going to become a partner, a business partner, a licensing partner of mine. And he was saying, well, everything could go wrong. And I finally said to him, do me a favor and just entertain this thought per second. What if, what if this actually became the fastest-growing handbag brand in history and it innovated the entire handbag industry and you had a chance to be a part of it, and you said no? Because we're all trained in a society to be risk-adverse, to say no because of everything that can go wrong. But what if you say no, and everything goes right, and you had a chance to be a part of it? What if you had a chance to be a part of Google when it started, and you said no? How do you feel about yourself right now? <laughs> you know, looking at more of the, the positive possibilities versus the constant negative and it's, it's also about having more fear of regret than failure. We are conditioned, starting in school, or starting from even, you know, our younger years, but I really see it starts mostly in school with the red pen of everything you get wrong on your test. We are conditioned to fear failing. And instead of looking at...
2: We're going to have to close here, Jen, but these are great ideas. Tell our audience where they can get a hold of more information on your
3: dot com and also whatifandwhynot.com. Okay, is great.
2: Book. Well, we thank you so much for being with us today, and I hope everyone will get a hold of, of your what if, what not when it comes out.
3: Great. Thank you.
2: Jen, great to have you with us.
3: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: We'll see you next week. So Thanks. Come back and join us.
1: Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week.